Conversations with Sandra, the podcast, Sunday edition. Joining me is Professor Sunflower. Um, we're going to talk about divergence, divergence. We're going to talk about a little uh, healing and how to excel and how to put yourself out there, right? So um, we're going to wait till she uh, comes on. She'll be coming on uh, in just a little while. N Nigel, hello. Um, so this is a, a podcast that I rescheduled uh, due to a big move that I was making. And I had to cancel. And uh, this is an impromptu reschedule. It's both of us getting together and we're going to be talking uh, a little something something, a little a bit of this and a little bit of that. And um, while uh, we're uh, coming on, um, she'll be, uh, you know, uh, hopping on in just a second. But first, I want to say I attune myself to the creative impulses that indwell in me and seek to express in, through and as me as I present this podcast to you today. Um, it's like I said, impromptu, and I hope that you will enjoy it. Um, so we're just going to wait a little bit. Uh, hi, Nigel. How have you been? I'm glad you joined. I'm glad that, um, hi, Jersey Jackson, uh, 4009. I love that, uh, screen name. Hello, hello, hello. And, um, uh, we're, uh, while we're waiting, I am going to, uh, uh, talk a little bit about um, another book that I will, it's a small book, but I will also be reading a little of this book called Prosperity, Plentitude, and Infinite Possibilities. It is also by Michael Bernard Beckwith. And I'm going to read a, um, a couple of paragraphs from it while we continue to uh, finish this uh these two books that I've got left, uh, Spiritual Liberation and Seed of the Soul. Um, hopefully uh, soon I will be starting back reading. Ah, oh, you just sat down. Oh, you just sat down. Wonderful, wonderful. And I am seeing uh, Professor Sunflower come into my room. I'm going to give her uh, a wave and then I'm going to invite her. When I invite people in, I think my, uh, the vocals go away. So forgive me for that. But I'm saying welcome, welcome. Hello, goddess. Hi, beautiful. How are you? I'm do doing so much better this weekend. Wonderful. I, and I'm glad we got to reschedule right now. I love it that way. You look so golden. You do. Thank you. You're resonating <laughs> that, that golden goddess look. Oh, and I love those earrings. Thank you. Honey, thank you so much. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of hard work out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah, how are you enjoying your new place? Oh, I'm loving it. I love it. It's it's so it's so me. It's so me. Finally found a place that was me. I've been kind of moving around and figuring it out, but I'm finally in a place that I feel like it's me. It's, oh, good, good. Yeah, I finally um I I finally got my uh hair the way I want it. Okay. You know, I, 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 I got it. Uh, I, I got the growth grew back so 
for about almost, I think about four years, I had not had any heat on it. I had not had any relaxers or any dyes or anything. And finally it grew, but I was always having, um, um, my hair very, has very tight curls. Yes. Uh, it, okay, let's just put it this way. For me, it's those tight curls that don't you even look at them. Don't even think about combing through them. <laughs> I, I I grew up, I, I was what uh, my mother and my grandmother called very tender-headed. Me and, too. Right? So when um, relaxers came in, I just told my mom, I don't want anybody pulling on my hair. I don't think um, the growth uh, or the taking care of your hair, I don't think that you should have crocodile tears. My mother said, okay. You know, so I had been a a relaxer girl and I had took care of my hair doing it that way until I started introducing dyes to it. So finally when I got it grown back, I my daughter says, you know, decide what you want to do with your hair mom. What makes you happy? And mm -hmm. I told her, make it what makes me happy is to not uh, struggle with my hair. And I would hear people say, oh, you need this kind of product and you need this kind of product. And going healthy is, you know, what you should be, be proud of those locks and mm, no, but it's just straight. I love, look at all that beautiful white in my hair. Oh, that wisdom. It's like, oh. so no uh, light relaxer and no color whatsoever. I'm just embracing my, you know, you know, so. Where you are in life, yeah. Yeah, and I feel, I feel good. You know, I feel really good. So, good. but I'm just, I'm just loving that outfit. I'm loving those earrings. I love, is that, um, is that your gazebo? What is that? What is that that you're in? It's swinging. It, it's, it looks, it looks like you're enjoying the summer already. Well, this, this is actually my, like my couch. So I, I brought like this, uh, this, um, let me see if I can hold on. Let me take you off the thing. So it's kind of like a, a a swing couch. Oh, it's gorgeous. The color. So I got it. I got it from um. Wait, I got it from uh QVC, and I put my little pillow, little pillow that matches. You can't see well. Little pillow mm -hmm. with the love on there. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of matches what I got going on here. It's mm -hmm. it's. I, I had juice right here right before I came on. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, you going to spill that juice. I was like, I'll be fine. The the thing swung, and, sh and right before we got on, I had to clean up the, the spill off the carpet. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but, okay. Um, I decided against a regular couch because that's all I wanted. I got this couch, and I was like, I don't like it. And it was pretty new. And I was like, I want something that's more like where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I bought this thing. Um, it maybe it was about six hundred dollars, maybe maybe not that much, maybe four hundred, and mm -hmm. it it just it just feels like me. So I sit in it, and I at night I have these big windows here, and I just kind of I'm enjoying it. Like I said, this space is so me, and so I'm just happy to be here. This is the most comfortable chair ever. I had somebody come to my house, and they sat in it. It was like. You really should get a couch. And I was like, this is the couch. No, a regular couch. Why? To accommodate somebody else? Or was, right, I right. to accommodate somebody else that, you see my look, I was like, 
why to accommodate you who's not going to be here as much as i'm going to be here ah let's have this moment <sighs> right yeah yeah and so uh, hold on uh, let me take you off of the thingy and turn you let's see how do i do this turn you around okay okay and this is me right here this is all my 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 desk and i'm in my common area right oh, and okay my kitchen and my dining room but let me show you you're going to see some boxes i haven't those are yeah all, i'm still but, packing mine yeah. too but this is my seating area no couch right because what you need a couch for <laughs> yeah. yeah no couch right yeah so hold on a second let me turn you back around yeah i'm a let me show you these windows. I think you're gonna love these windows. These are my these are my windows. Those are gorgeous. You know, you guys, I will get we will get into the conversation, but this is part of this uh the the, the podcast Sunday, right? Just oh those are that's a beautiful staircase and look at those walls. Yeah, put those pictures. It's black women with roses over their face. So let me get close so you can kind of see. Um, I found them at my favorite store, Ross. Ooh, Ross, yeah. And then this one, my favorite. Yeah. And this Board. is the, the first one. This is the first one I bought. She has a little spider in her hand. Mm hmm Yeah. So, yeah. And so, um, you see my, my clouds from the other apartment up there? That's my loft area up there. Mm -hmm where I was working and you can kind of see still working on it, but yeah, it's coming together yeah. and I got my balcony. Ooh, gorgeous. I got, yes. I went from a, a patio to a balcony. I'm going to say that's the best thing that I've ever done. It's a beautiful, yes. I haven't, I haven't finished working on it yet. That's my next, uh, that's my next weekend kind of out and about, you know, finding eclectic things you know, yeah right yeah i like i i'm one of those people i'm kind of fast you know i'm the older version so my thing is i need to get my space the way i need it to be so that i can feel comfortable so i've been making sure i have things so that i feel like okay not so antsy and all over the place right right I'm just kind of, um, I've got so much light in here, even with the shades kind of uh, uh, pulled back. It's like, if I'm too too lit, there's nothing I can do. I went from uh, uh, my old place where it was just completely dark and no sun coming in. Now I just got beautiful sun coming in, you know. So let's, uh, oh, let's see. Nitra says, I'm jealous. No little things through about uh, through about the place oh, oh yeah uh, you know well it's all in the, the eye of the beholder by us uh, seeing what our visions are and when it's a done product Nige so we're it's a work for me mine is still a work in progress mine um, too. yeah uh, hold on uh, that's that's it I'm I'm getting rid of trinkets me no too. you know don't get rid of trinkets if you don't want to right but what I found out is for me those things that 
I held on to it for a long time that I never even in in the three years of, of me being the three years and after of COVID things that I didn't touch that were I didn't pull out to utilize or whatnot. I just went, okay, either it's goodwill or I just throw it out, you know, it's kind of like, it's okay to pare down, you know, yeah. I, I, I got a bunch of stuff in the car that's going to goodwill after, you know, our, our live. Cause I was like, I don't need all of this stuff. What is it that I need and I feel comfortable with? So me just learning how to just say, just shed that skin and say, what do you need, Liv? What makes you happy? This chair makes you happy. I just bought this yesterday. This makes me happy, and it matches the decor. You know, just to feel good, you know? I'm trying to figure out something that will give me less. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Yes, cosmic resting, Which nesting. Way? going on yes it's almost um mystic said it almost seems like there's a cosmic resting going on i agree i agree yeah. um nesting nesting yes. not resting nesting going on yeah i agree people getting in the places where they want to be where they need to be where they should be finally after however long because you know mystic i feel the same way like finally in a space that my is my nest finally it took me years, years and going to a whole nother state <laughs> okay. You know? okay if that works it might be my eyes maybe i just uh just is that better no it's darker hmm? the other one was like no i can't even see you you real blurry lit. you no you, you had one that was real clear real clear that's that's is that no that's none yeah that that's none okay i don't have one on myself but that's kind of like that's okay this, this, this one or this one maybe that one with a little heart let's see yeah, that, I, heart. you know what i have a feeling it's uh usually these aren't as blurry i wonder what's going oh um hold on let's see um Happy days. Anything is not used in six months has to go. Listen, sometimes because I got clothes in the closet that I ain't wear for a year, and I didn't pull it out and came out looking fabulous. So I, the closet, you know, that's a whole nother situation. But this right here is new. I've, I actually decided to invest in new clothes because I am the new Olivia, also known as Professor Sunflower. Ah. <laughs> uh. There we go. Like this. What is this? Whatever this is, you are booming. Boom. Boom. Right there. Right? Yes. You're going to see my refrigerator. You're going to see the TV because what it is, is I had you facing where the sun was coming through my uh, my blinds. Okay. And right here is perfect. I want Looks good. Hi, Bernice. Hi, uh, Ray. Um, uh, what does Nigel say? Nothing for me? What is nothing for me? I don't know. I, 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 I maybe there was a conversation going on. Done. Deplorable Craig says none is perfect. Oh, you mean uh, none is perfect for oh, so, so. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Professor Sunflower Olivia here yeah. with Miss Beautiful Sandra. Yes. Thank um, you for the follow. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I'm okay to pour. Oh, no filter. You're asking. You're absolutely right. And had I, um, this is no, this is no filter with, Thank uh, you. without the phone facing the, uh, facing my, my blinds. Cause the sun is still coming through my blinds. So that's all right. You know, you get to see, see, uh, you know, stuff in the mix. I got stuff in the mix love the sunflower yes isn't she gorgeous doesn't she look radiant i love Thank it you. So we are on on a sunday um this is my sunday special edition the reason why is because we were set up to be on on june 12th and it did not work out because i was uh moving well i had finished moving but my pie, my body was just drained it was yeah it was just I've never, I've never felt anything like that. And it was moving through me. I am not, I am not that, that energy, but I had to acknowledge that it existed and it moved through me. And I had to get to this, this part of me that is now feeling much better. And it was more, I think it was more than the move. I think it was an energy that, um, I don't know if the moon if the if it was moon or stars or i don't know anything about being out of alignment as far as cosmic you know things like that the sunlight will close the aperture of the camera and make it look darker in the room oh okay okay so actually i need to be facing I need to be facing the sun and my, the, the, the camera or lenses need to be facing away from the, the camera. So um, it's just, a, uh, I think we all have been feeling this energy that has been draining us. What do you think? Yeah, I've been more tired um, lately. I've been more tired and just just trying to figure out, hmm, why am I so tired? But um. I've I've gone through um, a lot of changes in in the last six months that has really um, drained me. So I think I'm just now coming back to myself and and like I was at church today and I was falling asleep. And I was like, I'm not sleepy. Why am I falling asleep today? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that there is something going on where I think I think Mystic said it. Something about cosmic nesting. Something about that nesting, mm -hmm. kind of this rest, like a like a rest. Mm -hmm. We've been we've been all over the place for so long, and now it's time for certain people to rest and 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 nest where they're going to be. I feel like I think that was a word, Mystic. If you're still here, I think that was a word. Yeah. Uh, Al says it. Says I'll uh, say it. Uh, her name is Ray. Uh, Ray says that the Schumann resonance is wild today. Um, well, it's today was the first day that I've actually felt very rested, felt very calm, felt very at home, and actually felt my happiness um, uh, expanding. You know, uh, the Schumann resonance is off the charts right now. So, does that mean that? others are, are are feeling something i don't know i can't speak for others but all i know is for the last um what i was uh what i was giving or or believing it was my move that was you know my 
me going back and forth with my ego, trying to keep it in check. Let me tell you. Yeah, ego is a mother, ain't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it is, I'm going to tell you, keeping that in check. And, um, you know, which means it, it, it kind of, you know, it's like we feel our feelings. We're supposed to feel our feelings. Um, we're supposed to allow things to flow. Um, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, Ray, give us a little bit of time. Um, and then um, I will, um, this is kind of like my, uh, my uh, Soul Conversation podcast. So I will ask my guest if she would allow, uh, would uh, uh, allow me to invite another guest in but give us a time some time to have our conversation first you know so that I can give her the time that uh, she duly deserves because I missed it I missed it um, and I'm feeling really good about this because we're going to talk about um, and I don't know if this will pair really well with the neurodivergence this energy that we're feeling um, um, so let's get into that because I, I've seen a couple of your videos talking about neurodivergence and um, you said you just did one, but I don't know if you want to do spoilers on the one that you just, just did. Um, yeah. Okay. Another. That's fine. Well, stay with us, uh, 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 Ray. Um, so uh, let's talk. Uh, uh, I know that the last, the one that I saw last time was how neurodivergence need time to, um, to accept things into their life, to accept change into their, their, um, their uh, not just their life, but their habits of what they're used to doing. And mm -hmm. if that accept, if, if change happens and they're not um, 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 accepting of it, 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 it can lead them to thinking about how they're a failure. Did I get that correct? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like we have, one, we have fixated mindset. So we think, oh, hi, sugar. <laughs> we think in black and white. So if you say the sky is purple, then sky is purple. You can't then turn around and be like, oh, no, 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 it's green. Whatever you say it is, it is. So w when change comes, it kind of throws us for a loop because we have, we're fixated on that thing. We're fixated on this job. We're fixated on this way of looking at things. And so to change it in the middle kind of gives us anxiety. It gives us anxiety because we were, what, girl, this can't. It's all over the place. We were, we had our minds set on this is how this one thing goes, and we don't go well for changes. Now we got to change it, and it gives us anxiety. Well, now that means I got to change this, 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 and it just overwhelms us. And so I did not, I, I didn't want to accept I was, I stop. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why little sugar. How sugar? Say hi, everybody. Um, I, I was diagnosed at 14 with ADHD, and um, I struggled because I, I probably have more neurodivergence than that, but um, that's when I'm diagnosed with But I've always had struggles with social skills. Mm -hmm. At one point in my life, this, what we're doing, gave me anxiety 
because I always felt like people were judging me. If a hair that nobody could see was out of place, right. I, I, I couldn't do it. Walking down the street, I would cross the street on the other side because the people were sitting on their step. I just had immense social anxiety. And, and just because I never felt, I felt like an outsider mm-hmm. everywhere. Okay. And um, even at the playground, I didn't know how to play with kids. I was just watching. I'm about to go, go play. What do I say to these kids? Hi? I know how to say hi. How you doing? I was a really change just made me nervous. But growing out of that and growing into myself and accepting that I had ADHD, that's where it started. Accepting it. Two years ago when I came to Arizona, my mind was spinning all over the place. I had to accept who I was and accept that the things, like I used to look at people on the internet and want my life to be like this because I got all these master's degrees and my life should look like this and my life should look like that. And I was trying to look like neurotypical people when I'm not. I'm different. I'm creative. I'm a genius in my own right. But trying to look like them never worked out for me. So now I'm embracing. That's why I couldn't get my channel together because I was talking about all these other things and Right. It wasn't easy for me to make videos because I wasn't being authentically true to myself. I was trying to be what I seen over there on that side of the internet street. And then I decided to accept myself and talk about neurodivergency because that's what I know. <laughs> that's what I know, like the back of my hand. And and now that I have grown into myself and I'm a behavior analyst, how I have taught myself how to be social. I taught myself a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm a clap for myself because Lord knows um, I, I didn't want to be on medicine. I didn't want to. I wanted to be this girl. I don't want to be a watered down version of myself. And uh, um, uh, Craig asked, are you near Sedona or do you travel there? You live in Arizona, right? Yes. I'm in Phoenix. He's in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome, Justin. And and Ray says, can you see the comments, girl? Please. Yes. Thank you. I, you know, I just had to really just be myself. Um, I'll, I just have to be myself because at the end of the day, me trying to fake and funk and try to be somebody else is not authentically me. Yeah. You know. And the video that I was putting up today, as we was talking earlier, um. I went from social to having oh oh from social yeah it, it gets deeper it gets it goes down a deep rabbit hole doesn't it are you okay now um I was doing a video about how us neurodivergents can be very naive because we want to see the best in everybody we want to help everybody we want we want to see you do good you know um so, and just that would just be people pleasing pleasing everybody else right yeah please but we don't see it that way because we see it neurodivergent see it like this i'm a late diagnosis of third seven okay that makes sense um we don't see it like people pleasing we see it like because everything is black and white if you say i want to be a dentist we're gonna say here go the steps you take to be a dentist because we're so knowledgeable about things and we want to give you the help we helping but we don't look at it like we trying to please you. If you say I want to be a dentist, here go the steps. We might just know it from the top of our head. And then when you don't do it, we get mad because we like, 
We just gave you the steps, but we don't understand that you might just be talking. And to us, we don't. Why you just? Why you saying it if you don't mean it? Right. So kind of like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Justin says neural division, uh, division as in autism. Neuro, neuro yes. divergent, divergent. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it's more than just autism, though. Yeah. It's 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 on the spectrum of many many uh, uh yes. different labels that that we can have yeah. i think it's a uh, you know i th think i think we're so used to having psychiatrists and psychologists and doctors and and schools and 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 everywhere else that want to figure the label and then lump everybody into that category and not know that on the spectrum that's what you call a spectrum right. there's if you you looked at this spiral as a spectrum till you get to the dot in the middle but there's many places where people where people i hate to even use the word fit in because we're we're telling people that you fit in based on a a, a certain program that has been um that has been used for a, a millennia and i just say millennia so it shows how long that we've been doing that we've been saying well these people uh place as normal right narrow typical mm -hmm. and then everybody else that does this does not fit into that is abnormal right right and that's where things get kind of fuzzy because in, in my uh research now the key buzzword is narcissism narcissistic personality disorder is a neurodivergence because it comes based off a of trauma you know what i mean they trying to please themselves they trying to feed themselves what they didn't have or what their parents didn't give them so they're giving it to themselves in a way that they know how you know and you know people i mean i know said you're not really favorable about labels but i use the labels in order to help people identify where yeah. they are yeah i get that i i i i identify with the label uh to identify what it where a person is in order to help themselves uh uh transcend transcend beyond that label uh hold on you said people adjusting yes people adjusting <laughs> actually i like that it, mm -hmm. it it helps you it helps you adjust yourself to other people yeah you know and that's what we do we we bend and twist and adjust ourselves to the point where we're a, a, a skeleton of who we really are yeah. because we trying to help we want you to be great we want to be great we're not really thinking about us we think about you because we love people right you know and I ended up being a shell of myself doing that. Um, so how do how do neurodivergence get from? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow source to help me with the words. How do they get from being that person that wants to help other people based on the conversation that they're having with other people based on the conversation like you and i can have a conversation and i could say to you well you know i really i love doing uh the podcast i love doing it this way i love um 
starting it on this platform and then um you know saving it you know my my process i save it to my phone i i save it and i save it here and i save it there and i get it over here and blah 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 but you know i really would like to have um my uh spotify platform uh be in youtube and on youtube and blah 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 how do you get from helping me you know from that going oh i heard your conversation you know i'm just having a random conversation with you i don't know when i'm going to start it or how it's going to go but you've already got as a neurodivergent you've already started the process to helping me how do you get to it just being a conversation between you and me and it's nothing you have to do for me on that other end does that well yes i know exactly what you're saying well one i have learned ain't nobody asked me for help i might i might have the information and i might i just mind my business i might know the answer but unless you unless you ask me specifically mm -hmm. i'm not going to just be like sometimes i do sometimes i still do i'll be like oh you could just and then i catch myself and be like you know um i just mind my business we i just keep we just keep talking i'm like oh girl and then i'll start asking like oh what are you thinking about starting out out instead of me wanting to give information i'll be like okay what are you going to be talking about okay. oh when are you thinking about starting it i will do that instead of saying oh girl because you know i and then it turns into like me helping you and all that and i could definitely help you if you ask me now when people say stuff like they're talking to me like my cousin and me used to talk she's like she used to say stuff and before i used to just give the information and now she's like are you listening i'm like yeah she said well you're not saying that i was like you didn't ask me for anything are you do you want me to listen or are you asking so now i say is there something you're looking for mm -hmm. because i could give something but you need to ask for it now because i've got myself in trouble giving people unsolicited advice i ain't mind my business <laughs> i i finally i finally i finally be, before i finish my sentence and i'm going to finish my sentence i want to make sure that i'm including people in the room ray says women learn to high mask with independence what does that mean high mask uh, well i I think what it means is we take on a, a persona or a mask that keeps us hidden from the because we had to hide our indifferences right so we take on a persona that uh, other people can't um, can't see when we're trying to be a certain way I, that that I mean I used to do that all the time I, I just stopped doing it not too long ago because I'm tired yeah. I'm tired and of being that's somebody else um, um neurodivergence have to get to is that when they're tired i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired kind of i'm sick and tired of hiding it takes too much energy um so let me say this that i was the same same way not that i'm putting a label on me but certainly i can have these these um these uh, uh, uh personas of neurodivergence in me because i believe that everybody is on the spectrum i think most people think that they lucked out and i think that we are all on the spectrum because we are all spirit and spirit spiritual having a human 
incarnation and we're a spirit being um, um, having all these nuances and 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 filtering it through uh, um, a, a dense uh, human um, vibratory body and it's showing up differently to everybody everybody else or all of those who think that they are are well that they are healthy well and that they are very wise and that nothing's wrong. And I use these air quotes because they're the ones that are making the labels and putting everybody uh, or, or labeling everybody in the spectrum based on their tests that they're doing or based on the tests that they have done, their, their group test or, you know, their lab test. And we, 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 we tested, you know, 150 people and, you know, 99 of them tested, you know, well, and on the, on the, you know, every, and those other ones, they had problems, they, they didn't understand it, or they viewed it a different way, so something must be wrong with them. And uh, for, but for me, it was the same thing. It was very rudely brought to my attention by, uh, and, and, and it had to be done this way by a friend of mine that um, pretty much told me that when you have a when somebody has a conversation with you when they invite you into a conversation that if if they have the conversation whether or not they're coming back for the third or fifth time saying the same thing sometimes they don't want you to give any information they don't want you and if they don't ask for the help then you you don't give you don't give anything right and and when i at first i i was very taken back by it but then i kind of i kind of said to her i said then that means that you're drawn to my energy of me wanting to help because i'm, I'm called to be a person to serve right so you're you're drawn to my energy to to help and be of service but what you want to do is you want me and this is where i began to understand it this is where i took the hurt that i was about that my ego was about to shove onto me as being oh i'm hurt and i'm very offended to me understanding that what you want to do is you want to come and you want to dump all your energy your energy field of being unhappy um not um not being able to move on with what whatever you're moving on and it, you're it's okay that you want to spend about 20 30 minutes having a conversation or maybe even an hour having a conversation dumping on me dumping all your energy and then leaving the room and i said and this is where probably that neurodivergent that i want to help a person and I want to make sure they get it and I want to make if they it, maybe I didn't tell it that they're coming to me a second time maybe I didn't tell them the right way and maybe it's me maybe I'm not doing the conversation but she said if they don't ask don't you you don't say anything right right and, and you're absolutely right but here's my thing what helped me uh, allow her to understand me is if you're coming to me again with the same thing over and over again, then you can acknowledge yourself. What's neurodivergence about you and why you're bringing that to me? Well, when I hear things like that, because I've been in situations like that over and over and over again, I just say, you know, um, 
I'd say, I'm like, isn't it, didn't we talk about this last time? I was like, well, you know, I'm not, I, sometimes I just say, you know, I don't really want to talk about that. And some people get mad. Like, I just had to learn how to shut some conversations down because it takes too much of my energy to be having the same conversation that you, and let's say you ask for information and say, girl, what can I do? You know? And I told you, and we bringing it back and back and back and back and back. We we living in Groundhog Day. That's not it. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm. That's what it is. We're living Groundhog's Day, and you keep coming back because before I would give you my information freely without you asking, right. and then you would come back and you come back, and then you tell me, well, if some people just don't ask, then you just need to not offer. This is a person who were who we've been having uh, uh, several conversations. And so that was her way of saying, I'm just here to dump on you. I'm your, not that you're not my friend, I'm, but I'm just here to leave a little in your room to feel better for me. And then- and Honestly, sometimes they just looking for somebody to, oh girl, you are right. Sometimes that's what they looking for. And so if I have that, and I got this from somebody on these internet streets, that my capacity, I don't have that capacity today. Sometimes I have the capacity and I can, uh, like, for example, I was at my new job and the lady started crying. And the first time she started crying, I was like, oh, are you okay? And, you know, I gave a little hug. The next time I seen it with tears in her eyes, you know what I said? I was like, oh, it's these allergies out here, Kenny? I said, girl, I got allergies too. Because I wasn't sure if it was allergies or she was crying, but I didn't want to deal with that crying thing again because every time I see you, I don't want you to think that I'm a, <laughs> I don't got time for that. We here to work, girl. Mm -hmm. All that crying stuff. And so then I said, did you take any? Later on, I said, did you take any allergy medicine? That's when I knew it wasn't allergy. She said, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I was like, oh, this ain't allergy. She going through something. So I let it go. And then the next day she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was going through something. I was like, oh, we all go through stuff because I don't want to. She want me to ask, what was going on? I don't, don't care what you got going on, girl. So, um, do, you, do you think she is that I'm going to ask this. Is that a neurodivergent trait as well as to try to <laughs> coax people into asking? That That's a that's a manipulation trait, honestly. I don't think that has anything to do with neurodivergent. She might have, she might be struggling with uh, emotional regulation, which is a neurodivergent trait. This woman, like sixty years old, what what they say? If you don't know it by now, girl, like come on. And and I hate to sound so heartless because I feel like I sound heartless, but that old girl who used to coddle and Coddle and coddle and coddle people now selects who to give that, that to. Okay. Because it it pulls from me so much because I'm so empathetic and I'm so caring and I'm so loving that I keep pouring and then I'm empty. So right now it might seem like I'm cold, but it's like I just don't have capacity to go to work every day and not know if I got to deal with you crying. Let me shut that down right now. Not dealing with it, and I don't say it like that. I'm like, oh, I just turn it into something else. So then she didn't come to me with her crying stuff. Mm -hmm. She went somewhere else. And um, and honestly, Sandra, the older living, 
would have felt bad. The new one is like, girl, you got to conserve your energy because you got a job to do. You got a manual to put together for the PBIS program for this whole school and how it's going to run. You don't have time to be putting that energy into that. Okay. Okay. So then um, with neuro, how do neuro divergence, how do they do they okay so we 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 see we we know a little bit about change right that they they in order for them to change they have to they have to work through the process of change yes right it's mm -hmm. not like uh it's not like change just comes easily uh, and i'll give you um it's very hard an example. huh it's very hard it's very hard Okay, so an example would be uh, they're, they're in a job where owners change hands and rules change in, in a de department or um, their, uh, their, their supervisors change or the, this change. Uh, how, do they, how, do you, how do you get them, when you're talking with them, how do you get the, them to work through that change? while they're in the presence of under other people who don't understand that that change is difficult for them um I, honestly i'm gonna be real honest a lot of times us as neurodivergent people who who have different neurodivergence uh we don't always tell people even in our job Jobs. We don't we don't disclose to people that we are ADHD or that we have certain things. So a lot of times they don't know. So they're expecting us to be neurotypical, whatever that means, because everybody got something going on. So um, honestly, we it's a such thing as neurodivergence in the workplace, and that is still being developed in our society. But what I would say is for I can only speak for myself. Um, I got to a once I got broken, broke down. When I met you, Sandra, I was at a broke down place last year. Um, right. Once I got broken and I built myself back up, um, I, I am not, I, I just, things are happening. It's changing all around me at this new job that I'm at. You know what my line is? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't get, get upset no more. My One, am I getting my paycheck? I sure am. Two, this job ain't forever. How is this job going to benefit me, right? What, what am I going to take with me to elevate myself, right? So I look at it like, okay, it's changing, you know? Okay. I don't know what changed for me. I don't, because I changed my whole mindset, it's like, all right, Liv, what? Just tell me what's expected of me. If you tell me what's expected of me, anything changes that you bring okay but just tell me the foundation of what you want me to do you want me to put this manual together okay you, you told me one thing monday the next monday you told me something else what i do is write it in the manual so when you go back and try to say that's not what you said, I said no, no, no. you told me that this was my this is what i'm doing i write it down and mm -hmm. so you know i i've learned that i've learned to go with the flow now um because these jobs are not my end all be all these jobs for me is a means to an end but somebody who's younger and it still has that i want to do it my way and, and all of that 
it's going to be a battle for them because I was that girl. I want to do it how I see it, even though this is your job. You know, right. that's going to be a long road for them because they still are, they've seen it from their perspective and not the perspective of the company that they work for. This is not my stuff. Right. Hi, Boyka. Right. And, and I had to learn it. I have, now that I have my own business, that's not, not mine. I'm helping you build yours, but me helping you build yours is helping me build mine. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. So, so in, so when you, when you, when you're working, you're working with children that have neurodivergence, right? Yeah. Primarily autistic, but they also have dyslexic, autism, ADHD, and different variations. Some of them have severe schizophrenia. Like, they be having suicidal thoughts. They be having all kind of stuff going on. Okay. In addition to the autism. Okay. So then you, you're working with the children to help them, but you're also helping to teach the parents how to work with them. Yeah. So what I do is I do behavior assessment. So I do an FBA and I do what we call BIPs. And then I put the program, I'm putting the program together for the behavior management system. I'm teaching the teachers how to implement it. I'm teaching the behavior coaches. I am, then I'll have meetings monthly with the parents regarding behaviors, regarding how we can get them. If they need glasses, what can we do? Supporting. Mm -hmm. and all of that and i do all of that um it's a big job and um sometimes even me talking about it, i'm like girl you got a lot on your plate so i <laughs> i just take it day by day because it's a big role and um it's a big role and and sometimes i'll be like girl girl so i can't the way i'm speaking it to you i don't look at it like that right i, I break it down into sections Right now, I'm putting this menu together, which is really, really scary because I've never done this. I've never done this before, and what I do know is it's teaching me because I now that I'm in Philadelphia school, I'm I've opened another door for myself to get into. Once this is done with this school, I created the the the, the blueprint. Mm -hmm. Can take that what I created. And take it somewhere else. So that's why I don't. I'm not fighting against these changes that this place has because at the end of the day, it serves me because I created this. And if I create it once, I could create it again. Yeah, yeah. So Wonderful. I'm grateful. I love the fact that you 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 use the word blueprint because when I'm when I'm reading um, with um, my uh, Michael Beckwith and, and, and all the books that I'm reading, it's about uh, our souls having a blueprint when they come in. They have a blueprint of what they've come into, into our body to, to have this um, human incarnation about in, 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 in our school. And it's a blueprint. It's, it's not really um, a, fine, uh, a fine tune or a fine yeah, a fine, uh, a finely tuned contract that you need to break. You need to figure out how to break. It's the soul comes in and says, "I want to learn what unconditional love is. I know what it. Uh, the, I know what it is, 
in 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 spirit i know that it's energy and i know that it's light now i want to know what it's like um through the human um through the human qualities that we've given that soul has created and it's a blueprint our, our soul comes in and says to us here's this blueprint and the blue blueprints are are in pencil it's 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 They're erasable and erasable so we can say, oh, okay, you know, that looks really great there, but you know, I don't want that room there anymore. I think it would look better in the east or the southeastern uh, corner where the sun sets a little better. And you go, oh, really? That's where you want it? Okay, let's erase it. Let's, you know, do this. Let's make sure, you know, let's make sure it's the foundation is okay. Ray is saying something, Al. Is that Ray? Uh, he said, I like what he said. We are not mental challenges. We're not disease no we're not we are divergent we are different and he talked about the dsm-5 the dsm-5 is a book of criterias but some of us don't even fit in those criterias right right it's just it's just a i let her into this conversation yeah it's fine yeah let's uh hold on um, Ray, I, I, I tried. Let me know if that works. Yes. So tell me more about what is DSM-5? Um, it's the diagnosis criteria. Hello. Hello, Divine Rising. Divine, Divine Rising to you. This is my Soul Conversation podcast for, uh, for uh, it's a special Sunday edition. So um, if you've got any noise in your background, could you mute when you, while you have the noise? Would you mind? No, no, no. Okay. So let's have a conversation. So the DSM-5 is a book of, that's where all the diagnoses live. Like they, they, they change it from the DSM-4 to the DSM-5 and they merge certain things like, Asperger's and autism now they're under the same umbrella so they you know they use that book as a way to define diagnosis right schizophrenia if you got these 14 out of 20 then you're classically diagnosed but some people have a few of this and a few of that and a few of that and and that's where the diagnosis thing gets kind of out of control because Sometimes you're just neurodivergent. Sometimes you just are different. And sometimes there's no label. Like they told my sister, my cousin, she was a sociopath. Turns out she's ADHD. A lot of times they just don't know and they're giving you medicine based off of if you meet these criteria, but that's not necessarily wrong with you. They don't talk to you. They're not talking to you. They're not listening. They can't hear you. And and they're also looking at you from their limited view. They have a limited view of who you are. Right. Right. You had something to say, Ray? Oh, um, I just I agree with a lot of the things that you're talking about. Like, um, I'm a late diagnosis, and one of the biggest things I've been having an issue with is um, my partner is having a hard time understanding the fact that it's going to take time for me to adjust to being autistic. And he's like, well, you've been autistic all your life, so you should just be fine with it. No. 
Right. Okay. There's an adjustment period. Like a part now. Like now you got a, 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 you have a label, and what does that label really mean? Yes, I felt like this all of my life, but now I'm over here, and it's different now. And they're gonna look at you different, and it's a different feeling over there. Sorry, I, I, I just, I, I felt you, girl. Yeah. I get really heated about it because, like, I was massage so. I was a massage therapist for 12 years, so I had a very clear-cut routine for 12 years. Then I hit my first autistic burnout when I lost my car and my job within 24 hours. You know, you're you're not synced up. You just kind of froze a little. Every night. Yeah, the internet might not be, um, it might be a little off. Um, yeah. Turn that one off, see if that helps. Is that better? Mm, Maybe. Still a little, but we can hear you. We can hear you. Okay, well, I'll then while it is, I'll calm down for a second. Um, it's basically like I remember when I hit my first autistic burnout, and then after I lost my car and my job, basically everything that I have masked and layered for how many years? because I got diagnosed at 37. So I've only been able to navigate my new universe for a year. There are days I said that can be hard. Yeah. Um, what I've noticed is like uh, I got curious about my mental health because my son is on the spectrum. We're just waiting to get on the line for the, or the waiting list for his ADOS. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, he got his IEP. And what's so frustrating with that is it took over a year. So, mm. so my son didn't get the care of the help until after a year. And you know what? You also, what you can do, here's me giving unsolicited advice right now, because uh, you can get a child advocate lawyer and, the, and you can get money based off of that year that they didn't get the IEP, because that's how I funded my business, based off of the school district dropping a ball, taking too long to get these kids that IDEA, you're not giving these kids what they told to have. I'm getting upset. I'm getting hyped now. You can get money. You can get money based off of the fact that it took a year for them to put an IEP together. So if you find a child advocate lawyer that will sue the school district, you will get back money for what they did not do um with the with your child uh girl uh i do this in my business we can talk about it if you want to talk about it and help you figure oh, out how to do that i'd love to talk to you more about it i'm actually uh becoming a very strong advocate even when i'm on uh TikTok. today i was supposed to do readings i ended up talking to people that really resonated with me being an advocate for autism because i don't look like the candidate of being autistic so I've been educating people as well as I'm helping other women realize that maybe they're not bipolar. Maybe they're not schizophrenic. They may actually be more on the spectrum. And they're not yes. having episodes. They're having meltdowns. Right. And I've experienced that in recently at a crisis center. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're, we're here having this conversation because... It's not, it's an, I'm not saying people have dropped the ball. You know, um, the, the, the world's 
science and doctors and science uh, 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 social sciences and and psychologists they all know what they believe they know to be true based on their information but they're basing their information on what they believe to call everybody else who is in within that their spectrum of health and then everybody outside of that small community there's something wrong with them right right and and that's and that's what we're fighting that's the war we're fighting against because you know we're you're neurodivergent we all got something going on with us let's if we really be honest and like you said Sandra there's a spectrum you know you know some people are higher some if you, I've noticed that the kids that are the, the most intelligent on the IQ scale are the ones that suffer with certain things. They are so intelligent that they don't know certain little things. They don't know you you're supposed to do this before this. They they need help with that because they're got that laser, super lasers focus on whatever they're focusing. Sometimes it's trains, sometimes it's books, sometimes it's game sometimes whatever that laser focuses they are expert at that thing and then they turn around and say they can't be expert at that because they need to be they need to learn this no they can be an expert at that and still learn these other things but you can't chop off their they neck just to be like oh well because they're different than what you expect hallelujah hallelujah that's all i gotta say is is um like uh for me uh one of my grandchildren um he he can have a beautiful conversation but he doesn't look at you and um at first it was what's wrong with him well how do we figure out you know well just let him talk to you you know see because we're coming from that old school mentality, look at me when you're talking, when I'm talking to you. That's and that might be uncomfortable for him. Right. That's how I, I know that you're going to understand this. You know, and really, come on, this is one of the things that I had to step away from because I grew up in that. And I had to say, well, look, I need to let that go and just have a conversation, right? So what I saw worked is if I'm having a conversation with my grandson and I ask him a question and he doesn't readily answer me, then I will tell him, well, okay, so this is how the universe works. What you put out, you get back. So if you come and ask me a question and maybe I don't answer you, right, then all is fair. And he will then walk up to me. He may not look directly at me and he'll ask me, well, what did you say? Because he, he's, he's ready to have a conversation because he's, he's acknowledged that there's a give and there's a take. He had to, you had to, it was okay to make him aware that there's a give and a take. Will he always do it? No. Will he have to be reminded? Yes. Yeah. Is it okay for me to remind him? Yeah, you know, um, in, in, um, with my kids, I do eyes and ears, eyes to see me, ears to hear me. But I know that sometimes I can't get that undivided attention when it comes to the eyes. But I acknowledge that, that they hear me when they're listening with right. their ears. Right. And that's helped out a lot. 
but even when it comes to like certain things like um like my younger one he gets really excited and sometimes like i have to like stop him tell him to take a deep breath and even then he's still like very energetically bouncy so then what i've been doing a little bit more recently is i'll just hold his hands and say do you need to jump in place do you need to run in place like what's going on mm-hmm. and just to get it out yeah and then he can focus mm-hmm. again yeah but like when yeah. i was a kid um i noticed like when it came to like playing with other girls i would kind of mimic what was going on but i was never like the main character in playing house i was like the cat or the dog mm-hmm. um when it came to toys kind of like how she was talking about i didn't really know how to play with toys like i like to set them up or I would hang out with my, my, my guy friends because I didn't really like hanging out with girls too much because I felt really, I felt like on one out all the time. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, for me, if there was another kid there, then I would be able to mimic what was kind of going on. I didn't know it at the time. Just like when my mom would have to deal with me having meltdowns when I was a kid, she was just telling me I was being disrespectful, I was yelling, I was flailing, and I was doing all the things. So she would literally hold me, like Indian style, wrap her legs around me to calm me down, which technically, if you're holding a, a child on the spectrum like this, it actually can help reset things um, neurologically. But her yelling at me completely, it, it, um, it disengaged the entire process of what she was trying to do or what she didn't know that she was doing at the time. You know, so, you know when you yeah. said... I'm sorry, but I, something came to my mind when you said that. Um, when you do things like that, when you hold children and, and what your mom did, a lot of times us as neurodivergents suffer from disassociation, which can, which can turn into multiple personalities because we have to disassociate from that person in order to be okay with what is happening in that moment and then you know, as we grow up into ourselves, now we got these fragmented pieces of ourselves that we had to keep disassociating with because of the trauma. And I had to actually kind of reintegrate. It's so crazy because as soon as you said that, I remember um, the word integrate kept coming around me the last um, like few weeks ago. And I was like, God, what are you talking about? Integrate, integrate, integrate. And then it, I realized that I was integrating my my soul fragments back to me because I disassociated when I got molested. I disassociated when I got bullied at school. I disassociated. I disassociated. So in my mind, when I was younger, I used to be fascinated with people with multiple personalities. That Alice girl, you know, back in the day, it was Alice, it was you know what I'm talking about. This girl, she had all these multiple personalities, and I used to think oh, that was me because Allie Field played. I think I don't know who it is, but her name I think her name was Alice and she had multiple personalities and I used to be fascinated with that because I felt like I had that because I had to disassociate so much because I had to survive. So when you said that it just reminded me of that. Go ahead. Um, the question when you I get what you Sybil. Sorry, Sybil. Sorry. Right? I I get what you're saying about disassociation when you're disassociating what is happening to you uh, because of other people that are doing something to you, right? So does that mean that when you disassociate, you- Check out. Yeah, you, 
you check out but when you check back in do you check back in as a different person who can handle you that don't check back in you oh. leave that person where is that and somebody else picks up the ball that's what I'm like somebody yes. else picks up the ball or right? it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're in a traumatic situation not necessarily even a traumatic situation it's something that is very um, emotionally heightened it could be a good thing too because a part of us may not because of the dissociation from childhood all the way up to an adult even like even for some people like intimacy wise your the rest of the experience could be a wonderful thing but because your brain doesn't know how to recognize the experience, it's almost like your brain will check out, but your body will still be there. Okay. If that makes sense. And so, like, yes. if there was people that, if, if there was, like, uh, sexual assaults or uh, other situations, violence, abuse, and whatnot, when you were a kid and you would check out because you knew that, like based on like certain experiences even when it came to like telling like a white lie when you were a kid in a space of hypervigilance sometimes that white lie was what gave you your safety and your security right okay so also, are you fine? So then, fine yeah yeah i'm fine no you go in your room and you cry yourself in a damn pillow but usually it's like the next day or sometimes like later on that day, depending on how turbulent the, um, the experience was. At least for me. I'm, I'm curious of what uh, Miss Sunflower over here has to say. So well, what I want to ask before you, before you answer her, what I want to ask is, okay, so I'll, I'm just going to use childhood trauma and I'm going to use the fact that you get molested when you're, when you're young, right? And like like uh uh olivia says you check out which means you kind of like you 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 check out you go into your subconscious and you hide that there's a little there's a, a shadow of you that stand that's in the shadows holding on to that so while let's just say fast forward to your your adulthood and it starts, um, you're in that adulthood where you start to have, um, you know, deal with relationships and whatnot. And even a hug can trigger you. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so the, 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 that other, that other version of you is there to protect the, the version that's, uh, having the, 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 um, the meltdown that's about to have that meltdown again. Right that's yeah. yeah okay okay and so as as we're talking about this um ray i i have a memory that came to my mind um when we talked about the the sexual trauma and i thought a lot of my life because i was sexually assaulted as a child i would always check out in those moments because i i don't know how i didn't know how to healthily have I would always feel like uh, uncomfortable. And um, when you said that, it kind of checked in like, yeah, you did that a lot of your life. I mean, a lot, like I'm over 40. And sometimes I would still do that, you know? And, and as we thought, I said, hmm, you still have to deal with that. Like today, in this moment, I thought, uh, 
you haven't dealt with that. And I was like, maybe this conversation was supposed to trigger you to be like, oh, you still got some inner work to do right here because I feel that thing. I'm like, whoo, baby. But um, I, I would check out, like, here's an example. One time, this, that might sound silly, I was dating this guy and he had this big house with this pool and he used to treat me kind of weird. And this other girl inside of me used to be like, he came in, he wasn't even, he didn't hug me or whatever. He was acting on me. And the girl in my head was like, oh, that motherfucker acting like that. All right. And like, this is how she talked to me, right? The other girl. And, and, and then I went upstairs and he did something. And she said, go down there and pack. She, she said in my head, go down there and start packing. So he got one more time to do this and we out of here. And like, that's how the conversation would go in my head. So I packed my stuff or whatever. He did something else. I went, she was like, go ahead, it's time to go. And the other the other side of me didn't want to. It was like I was fighting with myself. And, and it was just like I had to listen to her. And I got, I put the stuff in the car. I got in the car and I called his phone. I was like, you might want to close your garage. He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I left. And when I got home, the other girl was mourning. She was she was like sad like i wanted to be with him but the other one that was coming to protect me was like no i said it's time to go mm -hmm. and so that's that that's how it would happen for me and now these two have merged are merging in but before she would just in my head be like it's time to go that motherfucker acting like he going Ooh, oh, we on the internet. Sorry, y'all. Uh, he gonna he gonna do this and this and that. We not tolerating that. But then the other girl mourned for two weeks, three weeks, sad about it because that's not what she wanted to do. She wanted to be with somebody. She just she just it's okay. But the other one was like no, and then the other one would go away while the the one that told you to do the stuff, and now you sitting there crying, and she don't come back out until. You need her again. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, well, it, so it does kind of yeah. make sense to me. It, it makes sense to me because she's part, she's that part of, she's, she's being held on to by ego, which is protecting her, saying, see, you're, you're here in the shadows. You retreated to me because something terrible has happened to you. It's okay. I got you, right? And, 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 and you don't know yet that you need to, there's some healing that needs to go on, but, but she's still subconsciously trying to help you. She's subconsciously sending you um, messages into your conscious that is trying to help you. I think that's great, you know, but at the same time, it's kind of, can it kind of be debilitating to have this, this, this war within yourself yes. very much so and that's why they're integrating now because now i don't have to hear all that it's like that's like when i said that lady was crying the old olivia would have been like, oh, this new merged in olivia okay well you are okay moving on okay. because I, that's where that comes in because you know okay i'm not saying i'm not here to be a team player but all you're not about to dump Keep, every time I see you, you crying now. That's not, I'm, not, I'm not here for that. I'm not your therapist, and I don't say that in that moment. Mm -hmm. right. But I just kind of maneuver in a way that's like protective of me. Right. It's kind of like when we get into like certain spaces. It's kind of hard of us. Kind of hard for us to navigate. Like for me, 
what I feel like is I don't understand. I've been learning now to understand my emotions for the first time, mainly in my life, because I was constantly having people please take care of everyone else's. Right. I can pick up on anyone else's emotions all day long. Me too. But if somebody if somebody asks me how do I feel, it's very hard for me to say I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm frustrated. But I can tell you my thoughts right. that can correlate into explaining my emotions. But it's kind of like it's delayed. Yeah. Right. I got about so, but, five more minutes, guys. Okay. okay. Sounds good. So I'm going to ask this question, and mm-hmm. can, both of you, either either one of you or both of you, can ask can answer in five in two and a half minutes for each of you. Do you feel that through through knowing that you are on the spectrum, through knowing that the fact that you know that you're on the spectrum and you've identified with what it is you are going, what it is that you have gone through and now being able to go through it with some identity of what it is, do you feel that you can identify when you, when you can go through your own healing process by yourself without having to, to direct it to a therapist or you know, psychiatrist or whatnot, do you think that you go within yourself to, to help that identify what you need through your, your, the identity of the label of whether it being uh, neurodivergent or ADHD or, or, or what? Um, for me personally, I feel that it's more my outside world has a harder time navigating me with my label than me identifying and working with my label. Okay. And, and I don't and know about look, Olivia, but and, it's like people see me differently now and it's like, uh, like I get a completely different treatment. Okay. I think well, for me, um, it, I went to the ADHD center to get kind of like, you know, diagnosed, even though I already had a diagnosis. Um, for me, I've been doing my own personal work, and the label kind of helps me go into what does ADHD look like. So when I'm having whatever, I can kind of like look at some of the things and say, huh, what is that? What is that? So I don't necessarily have a therapist. You know, God really has been <laughs> taking me through a lot of things. And so I am working, I am working this through. Um, on my own with the help of God and you know that and the revealing of like when words keep coming like integration just kept coming around me so I started saying okay integration what what and I started digging I said huh so you know that's how I I do it um because when things keep coming around you know even though I'm not necessarily in the spiritual world the way I was I still hold some semblance. I learned a lot in that world, but that world was a little too overwhelming. So I had to back up um, mm-hmm. from that world. And that's how I ended up back in the church because I needed a little bit more stability in my spiritual walk. Okay. It makes sense. It was too open for me. I could hear everything. I, mm-hmm. I, 
I could feel and hear everything. And it was starting to overwhelm me in that sense. So I had to reclaim some of myself because I just felt like space. It felt like space. Mm -hmm. If that so makes sense. Going back to uh, step, taking a step back from spirituality into a more, uh, a more, um, um, religious kind of thing helps you a little bit. having a sense of, of, of having a sense of the parameters yeah right i need that for me for i didn't realize it but i need some parameters because i am i am very intense and i go off deep ends and i need some boundaries for me to keep myself safe because spiritually i was getting into things and i was hearing and feeling and it started to unravel me and i didn't realize it until i became unraveled and I, it, it was too much so i for me i needed boundaries in order to regain my sanity because i felt like in a few minutes i don't I, it was like i I, I can't explain it. It was just loud. Everything was loud spiritually. Everything, everything, and I needed that to go back into the church for a minute to kind of bring me back. Because for me, I need parameters because I'll go off and and, and well, just be out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hate to cut um the short. I I really would love to talk to you, Olivia, um more when I have a chance. Yeah, we're um, Sandra, um, but my partner actually came over and surprised me, and I didn't expect him to be here in between us being in um in between uh, living spaces. So uh, I would love to talk to you and reconnect. Um, and yes. it was you, a pleasure. You guys follow each other. Yes. Um, yes. Before you get off, Olivia, please tell people where they can find you. I because I I know absolutely YouTube. Uh, you guys All can right. find me on. YouTube at Professor Sunflower and Professor Instagram, of course, Sunflower. Professor that's Sunflower. Awesome. All right. Again? Well, said that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And and all right. Well, I'll catch you guys later. Ray is on YouTube as well. Okay. okay. So um, we we will need to pick this up again and again. I can just feel that you know we just keep going on and on and every time i talk to you more opens up and then we get like it's like we need more time so <laughs> we do we need more time we just really do you know because i know that um before you leave and i want to let everybody know that last year your your light language kate became um um vibratorily available for you yeah and since i've been in the church it has even gotten um deeper and more right. broader um so I, I, like i said i feel like that's where i need to be for right now i can't speak for what's going to happen nope. a year from now so, but for now i feel safe yeah which is what the light language is the language of your soul. It speaks to it speaks between between um, uh, self, the authentic self, and 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 the divine creator. And then it's a reverberation through all of your body. 
all of your mind. So I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you, uh, you, you, you came to that, that authentic love and you're finding your, yourself and you're enjoying the wonderment of self. Yes, I am. And I thank you that you have come to my space to give of your goddess self. Ah, oh, such a goddess. Thank and you. I'm glad all those who have joined in on this conversation. I thank you for being here. From my heart to yours, be blessed. Love you. Love you. Bye bye. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me on Soul Conversation with Sandra, the podcast special Sunday edition. Thank you, uh, Professor Sunflower. Thank you, I'll Say It. Thank you, Ray. Thank you for being part of this wonderful uh, podcast. Um, I am going to attempt to save it and have it uh, available in my bio. So everyone, have a blessed Sunday. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Be blessed. Love and light.